refreshing. Now, Edgar Wright has been a, for me, highly controversial film director. You, really, because he seems to have got almost unlimited praise where I'm not sure that I felt that it's always been deserved. I did like Shaun of the Dead. I did like Hot Fuzz. Um, they were, I thought, pretty decent films. But since then, it's been a very checkered patchwork for me. I thought Scott Pilgrim vs. The World was atrocious. Um, I thought that the last film he made, The World's End, may have even been my number one worst film of the year. It's certainly the worst film Simon Pegg's ever been in. I certainly didn't give it higher than a 1 out of 10. It was awful, and it got good reviews. I just don't get it at all. Well, he's come back with a car heist movie called Baby Driver, uh, and it's getting universal acclaim. It stars Ansel Olgott, Elgort, who's a young actor who basically is a, a brilliant getaway driver and he's indebted to Kevin Spacey who's a mobster to go on one last job um, and basically Spacey's got this control over him and so on and there's a, a group of um, robbers that he, he drives um, Isa Gonzalez, John Hamm from uh, Mad Men uh, Jamie Foxx as well, he turns up as well, and Eliza Gonzalez and Lily James. I think Eliza, sorry, Gonzalez, he's also been in, um, what was the prominent role he was in? It was very prominent. I can't remember off the top of my head. So basically it's um, your standard heist fair where the getaway driver is, you know, waits outside, they go in and they do the job, comes back. Uh, on the side he meets this girl and they start having, I think the girl's Lily James actually, who works in a diner as a waitress. And they're both dissatisfied with their lives and they sort of form this budding relationship. Um, his big thing is that he's, uh, his parents were killed when he was young and the accident caused him to have permanent tinnitus. So he wears uh, an iPod all times and that's the music blasting out of the screen. There's not much more to say to the plot. Because that's it. And it's also incredibly formularic. So you can actually guess what happens, pretty much. Everything that you're guessing right now is probably true. Now, this has got almost no dissenters. And every year there's an album and there's a film that you watch and you're like, this is impossible. Is this good? No. No, it's not. It's actually pretty bad. It's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like nearly 90 on Metacritic, which is even harder to imagine. Uh, virtually no reviewers have come forward and said that there's anything less than it being one of the best movies of the year. Some are saying that it is the best movie of the year. Well, let me count the ways which that's impossible. If Guy Ritchie's early career was based around making, you know, this guy watched Reservoir Dogs and he thought, I like films with cool dialogue, I like films with cool music, I like gangstery stuff. And he started making movies along that vein without any of Tarantino's talent, which was fun for the first couple of films, but quickly became a law of diminishing returns. And by the time of Rock and Roller was an absolute travesty. And the latest Guy Ritchie film I gave one out of ten, King Arthur's is worst ever. Well, swept away, not included in that. So this isn't like someone's come forward and reinvented the wheel. This is like someone's come forward and making a sub-Guy Ritchie making sub-Tarantino movie. It's actually worse than the Guy Ritchie movie. This is no way is this film better than Rock and Roller, which was terrible. Um, there's, 
it's so cliched and formularic that it's, it's I can't believe it's being treated as a breath of fresh air. Everyone's raving about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is is all right, but apart from some inspired choices like John Spencer Blues Explosion, mo- half the soundtrack is the same funk soul standards that you've heard in every post Tarantino movie ever. It's how many times do you need to hear Nowhere to Run by Marfaris and the Vandellas. Uh, and lots of soul tracks that are exactly the same as that that you've heard a hundred times in probably a hundred different heist movies since. It's And it's very jarring as well because they play it very loudly over what's going on. And there's not much tempo variance or, or level of attack variance sometimes between the tracks. So it just sounds like someone's in the next room with the music up too high. And I said, like, one track might be interesting, though not particularly wildly interesting, and the next might just be a soul standard that you've heard a hundred times. It's not a great soundtrack. And the other thing is, this whole um, thing that they're getting praised for of him wearing an iPod while he does his jobs and while he moves around and how that sort of permeates the film is getting treated as though it's a holy grail. Guardians of the Galaxy already did the exact same thing. The guy had a Walkman in that and he used to do his stuff and play his Walkman and their soundtrack was really interesting and very, very good. Uh, a much better soundtrack to, than this one. And he even had a tape from his mum, like the guy does in this one. Which is, it's like, this is not an original idea. And that's like one of the biggest ideas in the film. The car chases are decent. Those bits are all right. The robberies are very, very drab. The, the characters are unbelievably cardboard cutouts. No one's developed. I thought... And so Elgort in the lead role was actually quite poor. He's very anemic and he's, none of the characters are written. And outside of that, there's some really clumsy stuff going on. There was a, a sequence where two characters are talking and the camera swirls around and around them and you actually cringe because you're thinking, yeah, I, I got it, you can do that shot. It looked cool the first time, but now you keep doing it over and over and over and it looked really bad. The whole uh, relationship between the lead character and the girl in the diner was really cringeable and underwritten and, and cliched, and everything about it is cliched. None of the characters stand up at all. Jamie Foxx is, is kind of interesting at times. He's good. But the problem is is that they make him do such ridiculous things, like they're on a way to do a multi-million dollar heist. So he holds up with a gun a service station on the way, which would be on CTTV, to steal chewing gum. There are so many missteps in the plot and holes in the plot and ridiculous notions that happen. There are like 10 and 15 minute passages where you're like, this is a pretty decent, fun, stupid movie. And then there'll be another 10 minutes where you're sort of cringing and and laughing at the banality of it all. Um, It's not a very ambitious film. There's virtually nothing in it that's new. And I look at other films that have pushed these sort of heist movie, getaway driver movie. Look at Drive that came out a few years ago uh, with Ryan Gosling. That was amazing. Like The the music was incredible and original and new and the, the whole production design and feel and the, the look of it and the thematic sort of feel of it was amazing. Or Hell or High Water last year, and that was an incredible film. Um, and these films might be artier than this, and I don't mind this one being an out-and-out fun one, but this just doesn't bring anything to the table. They started off not only by being interesting, but by being really good films. This is really not. 
Um, I like the relationship is is basically a very very sub watered down true romance relationship. Nowhere near as interesting as Christian Slater or Patricia Arquette in in that film, which wasn't a great film, but it's miles ahead of this. So I don't understand why this Kevin Spacey is good when they let him off the leash, which they do for you know, a few sentences here or there. Um, the whole thing builds to a very silly crescendo. I actually remember watching this, actually, and I remember being gobsmacked by how bad it was. And then after 40 minutes, it got in gear, and it was actually quite good. And I remember thinking, wow, that's 40 minutes of a, a probably hour and 50-minute film that's, that was, I thought, pretty bad, pretty jarring. There's lots of silliness where he's listening to music and sort of walking along in the streets dancing, which just, it, it doesn't work. Um no one's good, the characters are cardboard, the plot's contrived and has lots of holes in it, and obvious, very, very obvious, exactly like every other plot for these movies you've seen. And it's just not interesting. It's, it's um, the most overrated movie I've seen this year. And um, I'd give it a once through because you'd watch Lockstock, but I'm not going to say Lockstock's a great film. Lockstock's a lot better than this. Um, so this is another, I think, really crappy film from Edgar Wright but I'll give it a 5 out of 10 for occasionally being good um, and being watchable if you really tune your mind out so definitely not a 9.5 out of 10 you've got to be joking I, this, this is what I can't fathom I can understand people having different opinions about a film like Moonlight and reviewing it in a different way to the way that I did where I didn't think it was that great but this I can't because it's, it's just like someone's... It's so weighted down by all of the other movies it's cribbed from. It's just like someone's snipped a bit, snipped a bit, thrown the whole lot in a bin and gone, there you go, let's put some loud music over it. So Baby Driver, 5 out of 10, nowhere near as good as they're making out. This is from the very recent Clams Casino Instrumental Mixtape 4, and it's a remix of DJ Shadow's Stem...